sheep are, they wander freely, <clears throat> so they're vulnerable, so they tend to stick together. So what I always say is sheep are, and they're also vegetarians. Nothing has to fear them in the animal kingdom because they're vegetarians. <laughs> All they eat is, so my thing is, is that they're vegetarian, homeless pacifists. So <laughs> sheep are like the original hippies. And wives usually want a lamb for a husband, but then when they need the lion, he's not there. Okay, talk about that. Well, it's like you said, they're not protecting their wife or their daughters or their kids. They're just feel like they are always supposed to love in a sensitive, soft, <laughs> um, quiet way instead of fighting for their family and being willing to protect. And that's a super dangerous place for a wife because she feels like she's the only one that's willing to protect. So it causes her to step up in ways that she shouldn't have to. She should be a team with her spouse to be able to love and protect together and in the ways that men and women do best. Hi friends, this is The Real Marriage Podcast with Mark and Grace Driscoll. Our story is not perfect, our marriage is not perfect, but thankfully, our God is perfect. All right, babe, last episode, first season, Real, Real marriage, marriage Podcast. <laughs> what are we doing? I went to public school, I forget things. So within this, where we wanna land the plane, last episode in this series on spiritual warfare, we're gonna talk about Jesus. But what oftentimes happens in a marriage is that a husband and wife both believe in Jesus, but they see him real differently. Mm -hmm. You and I both brought to the podcast our reading glasses because at a, at a certain age, um, things just get fuzzy. And uh, some people look through the right eye. We'll call that Jesus is lion. Some look through the left eye. Some call that Jesus is lamb. Uh, the real key is to, to look through both eyes and see all that he reveals himself to be in scripture. So let me ask you this. When you were a little girl growing up in a pastor's home, what were some of your favorite pictures, you know, images, stories of Jesus from the Bible? Uh, probably when there was an album with a singer that I used to like that had. Okay, now let's just do this. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 moving on, no, moving on, no, moving on. This is the real marriage podcast. This is the real part. Okay. Which artist was it? Keith Green. Keith Green. <laughs> my wife accepted Keith Green in her heart when she was about five years old. If but you, I also like Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we'll edit that out. So we're talking about spiritual warfare. So that would be uh, the good and the bad. And, uh, when Michael Jackson died, you... I had a memorial party. Memorial parties. Before we knew all the bad things about Michael Jackson's <laughs> life. So we apologize. I've for repented. That. Yeah, we've repented of that. So back to Keith Green, <laughs> since we just went in the ditch and I got to pull the tow truck up and get us out. So uh, Keith Green, you loved Keith Green. And for those of you who don't know, he's a white guy with an Afro who played keys and loved Jesus and was super passionate and died at a young age. Yes. So he had a lamb around his shoulders. I love the pictures of Jesus with a lamb. You're right. He did have on the album covers. Yeah. It was hippie, Afro, yeah. you know, redeemed Elton John, Keys playing, Keith Green, and he had a big lamb around his neck. Mm -hmm. That is so weird. If I just saw a dude like at the okay. Bass Pro Shop with the <laughs> lamb around his neck. All right. So, so favorite pictures of Jesus when you were a kid, that would include the lamb around Keith Green's neck. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, when he had 
the pictures of when he had kids around him on his lap, you know, kids coming to him, um, family type pictures, you know, family <laughs> friendly pictures. I never would have thought of him as a lion necessarily, but more the calm, peaceful, relational, friendly, you know, go to that guy with anything kind of pictures. So you saw Jesus as lamb mm-hmm. primarily. So I got saved at 19. My dad hangs drywall. I grew up behind the stri- down the street from a strip club. We don't come from exactly the same background. Nope. You came from a Bible-believing Christian home, and I came from the Union Hall. So <laughs> I, that being said, if you had to guess what my favorite image of Jesus was as a new Christian in college, didn't set you up for this. This is like uh, one of those old school dating shows where you ask questions about your spouse. (laughs) If you had to pick one image or verse or section of scripture that probably you would guess would have been my favorite of Jesus as a new Christian. Probably like the Lion of Judah or something in Revelation where he's coming with a sword. and (laughs) That's my girl. You nailed it. Revelation 19. I think Lecrae called it Thug Jesus when I was Mm -hmm. preaching on it years ago. And uh, it says he's on a white horse, which I love because the the good guys in the Westerns always wear white and they ride the white horse. And it says that he's coming to judge the nations. Love that. And it says that he has a robe dipped in blood. That's awesome. (laughs) And that a sharp sword comes from his mouth to slaughter the nations. I, that's a dude I can worship and join the team for. That's warrior Jesus. It's warrior thug. And it says he has a name written down his leg. So he has a tattoo. All you religious grandmothers, just, you know, just brace yourself. Jesus has a <laughs> tattoo that says King of Kings and Lord of Lords down his thigh. That's my favorite. I love thug Jesus. Jesus is seen by most people as lion or lamb. And for you and I, early in our marriage, we would talk about Jesus, but we were thinking different things. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking, you know, he's so cute around Keith Green's neck and kids love him. And I'm thinking, where's the blood and where's the sword? <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to read a verse uh, for our Bible folks. They're like, hey, you're five minutes in. Where's the verse? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. You get a verse. Revelation verse, no less. Yes. <laughs> Revelation 5, 5 through 6. Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. So you saw Jesus as lamb. I saw Jesus as lion. Right here in Revelation 5, he's lion and lamb. Mm -hmm. He's both in. So let's talk about lamb first, okay? This would be your your more predominant view of Jesus. Uh, Lambs are social animals. Lambs stick together as a flock. Uh, lambs are fluffy. Very <laughs> fluffy. When you want your kids to have a good night's sleep. Think of lambs. Count sheep. Count sheep. Because there's nothing. I mean, More it's better calming. than chamomile tea. <laughs> What's going to tuck you in is just count sheep. Because there's nothing less terrifying than sheep. This is why even in Sunday school with kids, we give them construction paper and we give them glue and we give them cotton balls <laughs> and we let them just make 
Jesus sheep, and <laughs> it's just soft and cuddly, okay? And sheep are, they wander freely, <clears throat> so they're vulnerable, so they tend to stick together. So what I always say is sheep are, and they're also vegetarians. Nothing has to fear them in the animal kingdom because they're vegetarians. <laughs> All they eat is, so my thing is, is that they're vegetarian, homeless pacifists. So <laughs> sheep are like the original hippies. They're, they're vegetarian, homeless pacifists. So everybody loves, they love lambs. One of our daughters, her favorite picture of Jesus was healing Jairus's daughter. Mm. That's a lamb picture. The children coming to Jesus that you mentioned, that's a lamb picture. Uh, Jesus um, healing people is a lamb picture. Um, Jesus feeding people is a lamb picture. Talking to the women. <clears throat> Loving the woman at the well in Samaria and being really patient and good with her. Mm -hmm. Being friends with the sisters, Mary and Martha, and going to their house for dinner, okay? And so conversely, lion. You remember, just, I thought about this, <clears throat> since we had nothing else to do. When our kids were little, we had a, really little, we had that uh, kid's toy where you'd pull the string and it would spin around and the arrow the would, land, the, would land on a farm animal and it would say, what does a mm -hmm. cow say? What does a dog say? What does the a chicken say? say? What does a pig say? And our kids would play that over and over and over. And one of them was, what does a lion say? Roar. And what does the lammy say? Bah. Our kids would play that all the time. Well, let's talk lion. They are called the king of the jungle. A lion eats whatever it wants. They can eat buffalo, wild hogs, elephants for a lion. Everything looks like free samples at Costco. <laughs> they eat whatever they want. Um, male lions are alphas. They live in prides or packs with women and children. If two males come in proximity to one another, it is going to be a fight to the death. They are warriors. And so help me with this. Pictures, snapshots, portraits of Jesus in the Bible where he really is a lion. Uh, when he flung the tables at the temple because they were selling things in the father's house. They weren't supposed to be money changers. So with that too, real quick, baby, <clears throat> one of the things that when I was preaching through the gospel of John, preached all the gospel of John, I, I somehow didn't know it until I preached it recently, a couple of years ago. Not only did Jesus fling the temple tables over and declare war, Man. it said that he first made a whip. <laughs> Not just like he found a whip, he made a whip. You got to be really up. You're like, I'm going to whip you, but first I got to make a whip. <laughs> so he's really not happy. There's a righteous anger there. So you see Jesus is full Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's going after guys. Yeah. That's lying. Yeah. Other snapshots of Jesus in the Bible. I'd say with the Pharisees, he would come right back at them when they'd make comments. Your father is the devil, he mm -hmm. says. They, shockingly, they were offended by that. Um, you you cross land and sea to make one convert, and they're twice the son of hell that you are. They're, they kept trying to arrest him, murder him, because he was a counterpuncher. When when they came at him, he came back at them. The religious leaders they they got Jesus as lion. They were misrepresenting the gospel, so he and they were hurting him. people. They were hurting people, yeah. Any other thoughts that come to mind? Images, snapshots, stories. Jesus is lion. I think those are good ones. If all you see as Jesus as lion, then you're going to think that always being mean, tough, loud, domineering is Christ-like. And 
there are times that you need that, like with religious blockheads and legalists and people who are dangerous to women and children. But it never says, and Jesus made a whip and whipped the children. Mm-hmm. He whipped the religious leaders. He hugged the children. He knew how to discern the difference. So let me ask you this. For people who are thinking of Jesus, how often is there a conflict in marriage? Because one sees Jesus as lion, the other sees Jesus as lamb, and a lot of their arguments about what is Christ-like or godly or biblical or holy or healthy is really predicated on their view of Jesus. Yeah, we had a lot of that. And when the husband is supposed to love the wife as Christ loved the church and you have a different view of Christ, that can really get entangled. So, okay, so let's do this. Not only do we see Jesus in a certain way, we tend to then be a certain way. Mm -hmm. So in our relationship, would you say you were more lion or lamb? Lamb for the most part, but I have a justice streak, so I like the lion for that. So if somebody comes to teach false teaching or harm your kids. Lion. Yeah, that lamb all of a sudden, wow, you're like, (laughs) that morphed quickly. (laughs) Me? Lion. 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 Except with the kids and me, you're you're quickly lamb. And so early on in the marriage, though, most of the time I was lion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when that was your understanding of Jesus and the stories that you appreciated most, that's what you tended to go to. And so for you, though, seeing Jesus as lamb and your husband is a lion and sees Jesus as a lion, we both love Jesus, but you're thinking my husband should be more patient, more loving, more compassionate, more empathetic, quieter, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Well, and you go up and preach and you're loud and, you know, willing to speak truth to people boldly. And so people see you as that and think, oh my gosh, is that how you are 24 seven? Yeah, your veins <laughs> popping out of my neck and I'm <laughs> preaching repentance, you know, at the <laughs> wiffle ball game with the kids the next day. <laughs> but Jesus knew when it was appropriate to utilize both of those, the lion and the lamb. And so this is where I think a lot of spiritual warfare is a partial, but not a full understanding of who Jesus is and what it means to be Mm Christ-like. And this leads to a lot of conflict. So let me ask you this, in a marriage where there are, you know, the the husband and the wife are both lions, right? If they don't work that out, what's that relationship look like? Well, you're constantly eating each other alive, constantly fighting, just you're in it to win it. Power conflicts, domineering, loud voices, a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. What about if both are lambs? Uh, I mean, you're probably not making a lot of progress on much in life. Um, I think, yeah, if we don't have courage, then we really lack um, doing what God is asking us to do and with ministering to the world because you have to have courage in that. And then loving each other, you're not willing to protect when you need to. Um, You're not willing to stand up for each other when you need to. Um, It could lead to a lot of hurt. So if you're both lambs, People are running over you or your mm-hmm. spouse. They're taking advantage of you. They're yeah. they're just gutting you at work. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a doormat. Extended families just sort of steamrolling over your life. Everybody else runs your life. Everybody else runs to. your life. And, and then what happens is you're like, well, you need to say something or you need to do something, but you're both unwilling to have the courage to have the conflict, to say no, to draw firm boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you're both, you may love each other and you may be close to one another, but you don't know how to defend or protect one another or the marriage. Mm-hmm. What about if you get a lion and a lamb in a marriage? 
Well, the lamb gets abused or harmed and the lion doesn't know what they're doing. Well, and if you're a if you're an unhealthy lion, you think this is a great marriage. I always win and get what I want and they don't even fight back. Mm-hmm. So if you're domineering, overbearing, you think it's great. But what you don't get is unity and oneness. What you get is control and domineering and overbearing and intimidation and fear and punishment. And I don't want them to get mad at me or raise their voice. Or yeah. So the lamb is, and lambs tend to be, um, they tend to be fearful, anxious creatures. Mm-hmm. They tend to shake. They have a hard time sleeping because they're scared. And if you've got a marriage like that, you've got an abusive situation. Absolutely. Our encouragement would be, firstly, to see Jesus as both and simultaneously fully lion, fully lamb. Mm-hmm. And some of you need to stop reading the same old verses, and it's time to start reading some brand new verses. Yeah. If all you do is open the Bible and look for the parts that agree with your view of Jesus, you got to read the other parts and get the full perspective on Jesus. For me, um, one of the great gifts that God gave me was daughters. And I learned very, very quickly, being more of a lion, um, that I needed to be a lion for my family and I needed to be a lamb with my family. Mm -hmm. It's a great distinction. So, I mean, if you want to come and hurt my daughters or my wife, it's going to be a bad day for you. But if if all you are, and I'd say this especially to the men, but it, it applies to the husband and the wife, equally. If all you are is a lamb, you're not going to hurt your family. You're going to let everyone else hurt your family. Mm-hmm. You're going to let people take advantage of your wife. You're going to let bad people bait your, date your daughters. You're going to allow people in business to gut your income. Yeah. And you'll say, well, I'm, I'm just very loving and I don't like conflict and I'm very sweet and I'm very kind. It's not kind to allow others to harm those that you love. No, That actually just means you're a coward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Brent from marriage today, we were talking about it over breakfast today. There's a list in Revelation of things that keep you out of heaven. And one of the things is cowards. Mm. That's always a lamb, never a lion. Cowards don't represent Jesus well. And sometimes a lamb, if you're only and always a lamb, you become a coward. And so if you're always a lion, you're not going to allow others to harm your marriage or your family, but you're going to be the one that does all the damage. Mm-hmm. And wives usually want a lamb for a husband, but then when they need the lion, he's not there. Okay, talk about that. Well, it's like you said, they're not protecting their wife or their daughters or their kids. They just feel like they are always supposed to love in a sensitive, soft, <laughs> um, quiet way instead of fighting for their family and being willing to protect. And that's a super dangerous place for a wife because she feels like she's the only one that's willing to protect. So it causes her to step up in ways that she shouldn't have to. She should be a team with her spouse to be able to love and protect together and in the ways that men and women do best. So sometimes a wife, let's say there's a woman and she picks a man because he's a lion. She's like, he's tough, he's strong. And then she marries him. She's like, wait a minute. Not with me. (laughs) I don't want that for me. Yeah, I want him to, you know, I want him to be the soldier that protects the home, but I don't want him to be the one who pulls the gun at the dinner table. Yeah. And then the converse, sometimes women come from maybe a domineering, overbearing father, a dating relationship. So then they marry a guy who's a lamb. I think he's really sweet. He's really kind. He doesn't raise his voice. He's very safe. But then trouble comes and they're like, uh, it's time to fight. Or they won't make any decisions or lead and put it all on the wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't make a decision. They're fearful, they're cowardly, they're scared, they're bound up, they don't like conflict. And so, you know, the key is 
to learn how Jesus is fully lion and fully lamb. And Jesus is like this forever. So when we get to heaven, you're going to experience Jesus as lamb. Those in hell will experience him as lion. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is both and forever. The reason that heaven is safe forever is because the lion has got it locked down. And the reason that it's safe is the, the lamb rules mm-hmm. the kingdom that, that he protects as lion. And so we want you to think in terms of spiritual warfare that what Satan often wants you to do is believe in Jesus, but not believe in the fullness of who Jesus reveals himself to be. And sometimes the spiritual warfare means that Satan will cause the lions to do lots of damage thinking that they're like Christ because they're bold and they're courageous and they don't mind conflict and or allow the lambs to allow a lot of harm to come to their marriage and family because they think that, uh, that just allowing others to do harm is sort of the will of God in the way of Jesus, and it's not. And so, honey, I just want to thank you for forgiving me. I think early on, for sure, I was a lion. And one of the great gifts that God gave me was the daughters. And what I realized was they need me to be a lion for them and a lamb with them. Yeah, thank you for seeing that transition and and doing that because it's it has totally changed our family and our daughters grow up feeling safe. They know that you're going to protect them. And even when you have to make a hard decision that maybe they don't like regarding a guy or a relationship, they know that under that you love them and want to protect them. So they trust that and they're willing to walk in that. And I would submit to you, uh, and we want to close with this, your declaration of faith in Jesus Christ and your demonstration through learning how and when to be lion and lamb will set your kids up in such a way that they feel safe and loved. Mm -hmm. It'll create an environment in your home where talking about Jesus makes a lot of sense. And it will cause them to grow up to want to marry people who understand Jesus as lion and lamb. And I always say that uh, ultimately, you know, I want my sons to grow up and to marry women that are like you. And I want our daughters to grow up and to be women like you. Mm-hmm. And I would hope, by the grace of God, that that you could say, you know, I want the sons to be like their dad, and I want the daughters yes. to marry men like their dad. Yes. And that only happens if you really understand Jesus as lion and lamb and know how and when and with who to be lion and lamb. And so thank you for joining us for this season. We'll be back next week with some brand new, fun, fresh content. Honey, I want to just publicly honor you and thank you. You don't love doing this. You love helping people. But you jumped in, added a tremendous amount of value. And uh, I just thank you for all the kindness that you've extended to me and the patience you've extended to me over the years. And I want to thank you for doing all you can with me to help strengthen marriages. And we know that Satan didn't even show up till Adam and Eve were married. And his first attack is always on marriage. So we're here to help because we love you and we appreciate you giving us some of your time. Thank you.